Guys, what's up? Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Hashtag Ask TV. Maybe that should just be your line from now on. I think yeah. I should just okay. roll right into the show with that. <laughs> Welcome, guys. How you doing, Jessica? Cheers. How you doing, Bill? Good, good. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode that was assumptions about us. But this week, we're getting back to questions yeah. about health and fitness and everything. Because we pretty much like, actually, I would say like from that assumptions video, it was about 50-50 where some of them were correct and some of them were... Yeah, it was kind of mixed. Yeah, yeah incorrect. It was mixed, yeah. Sometimes so, it, people assume things that are just not even close to true. Yeah. And then some, some of them definitely were true. So, so it, it, we'll link it up right here if you guys want to go watch that video. If you missed it, um, you can go check out that video. It was a, kind of a fun video. Yeah, okay. So we have 40 questions. For today's show. Well, we don't have 40 questions. We have a lot well, of questions we're and we're going to get to, yeah, we're not definitely not getting to 40 questions. We'll do our best to answer all of yours, but if we didn't answer your question on this show, apologies. If you are asking questions on this show, most of the time they are getting answered. So make sure that you're watching the episodes that we publish because sometimes we're getting repeat questions that we already answered from the same people even. So if you did ask a question, but you haven't watched it, it's probably, we probably did answer it. So check that before asking it again. Just Got so it. You know. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> okay. First question from Abby Lopez 42 says, would you say peanuts are healthy to eat on a daily basis? No hydrogenated oils. Yeah. I would say peanuts are healthy to eat daily. I like peanuts in the form of peanut butter mostly. Um, and I think it's fine if they're roasted, but yeah, I would definitely avoid ones that have any like other oils added, especially yeah. hydrogenated. I will disagree. You think peanuts are not healthy daily? In my opinion, Peanuts, first of all, peanuts are not a nut, they're a legume. Yeah. Legumes are high in what's a term called lectins, which can affect your body if you are sensitive to that. So I think it would be more of a test um, if you've been eating peanuts every day and you don't notice any ill effects to it, then yeah, if, if they're you know the non-hydrogenated kind, they're natural, then fine. But I personally prefer other forms of nuts because it's got a healthier macronutrient breakdown, um, healthier sources of fats in there, better sources of omega-3s to omega-6s. There's healthier options, but it's not to say that peanuts are the worst food in the world. It's better than probably 98% of the other processed foods out there. But for me, I'm not a peanut guy every day. Team no peanuts. Yeah, team. Well, you <laughs> let's let's <laughs> enunciate that. Team? No peanuts. What did it sound like to you guys? <laughs> I have a penis, just so everybody knows. Oh, penis. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just got it. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so here you go. You have an, um, two different answers for the same question. I like peanuts. I think they're healthy to eat every day. <laughs> you can't say peanuts now without... Am I not saying it right? <laughs> peanuts. No, I mean, either way, what you're saying is true. Okay, anyway. <laughs> You like I penis think, and peanuts. I think it's more uh, of a matter of not just opinion, but also like personal experience. Like how do you feel if you do eat them every day? And also peanuts are really high on the list of allergens. So a lot of people are allergic to them. So if you do notice like a negative inflammatory kind of reaction in your gut or whatever after eating them, then maybe it's better to switch like to a different source of healthy fats and so yeah, yeah it completely depends but i think 
I feel healthy enough if I... I actually, I don't think I eat peanuts every day. No, you definitely don't. No. You may eat peanut butter every day, but not no, peanuts. No, not every day, though. That's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. I don't think I do okay. that even every day, but... Yeah, if you want to, I don't think that there's any reason not to, as long as you feel okay. And I noticed somebody commented on the last video saying that I rush you with your answers. <laughs> Do you find I rush you with your answers? I just feel like you try to keep the show moving. Exactly. Yeah. It, without someone trying to keep the show running, we're never going to be, be able yeah. to get to answer enough questions if you know, there's not an end and start. Yeah, I think you're started. better at that because guys, if I were the only one on the show, I'd probably talk for hours, <laughs> right? Yeah. I tend to go on and on. I think we need to get to the point yeah. and then move on to the next question. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. So I'm not being controlling. <laughs> or aggressive. Or aggressive. <laughs> or demanding. No, you're being good I'm being and a leader. The Not only the person hosting the show, but also the producer of the show. Okay. okay. Now that I'm wasting time. Okay, let me cut you off on. right now. Okay. <laughs> when should I take my iron pills? Does it cause an insulin spike? You should take your iron pills whenever your doctor tells you to take your iron pills. Honestly, this is more of a medical question. And um, I don't think that everyone needs to take iron pills. It's not like a, you know, general thing to be taking iron pills. They should probably be only taken if doctor prescribed or recommended. So I would definitely check with doc on that one. Yeah. Okay, Holly Whitney says, what are some good weighted exercises to improve posture? My favorite weighted exercises for posture are rows, like anything where you're like pulling towards your core like that. So you could do seated rows, bent over rows, single arm rows, any type of rows like that because it helps really contract your shoulder blades back and get your, sh your chest more open. What do you like? Yeah, so I was going to say similar, but I, I like the Y's and T's is one of them. So um, it's a good one. It's basically Not usually weighted though. Unless you're like, super you don't strong. need weighted. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, even if you do go weighted, it's like five pounds, eight maybe pounds. Five. Yeah. yeah maybe okay. Three. That's what I do. Like, yeah. um, so the Y's and T's are basically you create a Y with your arms over your mm -hmm. head and then you do a T. While you're laying face down. And then you down. can do a W as well. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> those ones are great. And I know this a lot of physiotherapists ball. will recommend those for mm -hmm. people with slump shoulders. Um, also, actually, I have a video on this. Um, on fixing your posture, yeah. Because um, another one, I guess, yeah, you want weighted exercise because there's another one that's a non-weighted one. But just like you said, anything pretty much training your back. Because a lot of people train chest more, which is what causes that slump forward of the shoulders and sitting in front of a desk or a computer all day. So anything that can kind of, just like you said, retract your shoulders, your shoulders back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just like everything you said. I love T-bar rows. Like I think barbell bent, bent rows are my favorite. Bent over rear delt raise. Oh yeah, rear delt raise is amazing. Yeah, so hopefully that gives you some ideas. Just go to Live Lean TV and search um, posture. Or, oh yeah. Posture, I and I have the videos on there on how to improve your posture. Yeah, and if you guys don't know about our other channel called Live Lean TV Daily Exercises, that is a great database, like resource for just like exercises and they're all categorized like back exercises leg exercises in playlists so yeah. yeah so if you want like a specific like weighted back exercises like you can go and find that and it'll give you like a library of ideas and not just ideas but like also step-by-step -step demos how to do each exercise so it's a really good resource do you believe in god attend church wow this is a Ooh. question that's gonna raise a lot of Controversy. We typically avoid the two topics here, right? Politics well, and religion. Yeah, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. We said that we said there's three uh, things that cause our politics, religion, and like nutrition, nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> which we talk about one of them. So we typically don't talk about the other well, two. two. Yeah, we don't yeah. talk about politics or um, No, we don't attend church. And 
depending on what your your um, definition of God is, that's what my answer would be like. Do I believe there's some white dude with gray hair above the clouds, like just guiding everybody's decision? I personally don't believe that. I believe like we are in control, but I do believe like there's a higher power or universe, which we may call it, more spiritual than believing there's just our lives are already destined to be one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that sums it up in a nutshell. And we have like the same religious views, I guess you could call it, or like lack of religious views. Like that was one thing we really had in common is that we maybe believe in some higher power, but not necessarily God per se, like in the sense that other people believe it. Um, but I think it's really important that we all believe in something, in something like some yeah. reason for our existence, some reason to get out of bed in the morning. Like, why are we here yeah. kind of a thing. So we do have really strong belief. And I think that that's... Um, a common factor in people who are achieving success is like believing there's a reason to work for it, you know? So yeah. whether you call that God or something else, I and don't know. And just believing in the idea of being good to people, mm-hmm. not judging the people. The, the golden rule, like that's essentially what it is, do unto others as you want to do unto yourself. Like Just being a good Just human. being a good yeah. person. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it matters what we believe in as long as you believe in being a good person and helping serve others to make this world a better place. So if that's religion, then yes, I'm religious. But I just believe in the power of my decisions, my um, choices are impacting my destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like so that. So I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. We're not, we're no judgments, no judgment zone here. Don't hate on us if you believe, if you agree with us or you disagree with us. Just be kind to one yes. another. I definitely would ask like in the comment section that everybody respects everyone else's individual yeah. choices and we don't start something here. Rosalind KT says, as a general rule, would you say 100 grams of carbs is max for fat loss? As mm-hmm. a general rule, well, it depends for fat loss. So like, it depends on where you are in that fat loss journey, in my opinion. Like yeah. saying if I'm training a client who has a lot of weight to lose, their calories should be coming from quality sources of protein and quality sources of healthier fat because that's going to make you feel fuller and keep your sustained energy throughout the day. It's also gonna help sustain muscle that you have so when you are in a calorie deficit, the amount of protein that you're having is maintaining the muscle and the muscle is the important part for your metabolism. This is the problem that so many people do when they go on a weight loss diet is they just drop calories so substantially that they then lose muscle mass as well which then decreases the metabolism. So you're just, it's just like this ongoing nasty cycle cycle that you're just ruining yourself. So that's why I go with approach. Yes, you need to be in a calorie deficit, but those calories, what's comprised of those calories is important. And the biggest bang for your buck from those calories is from protein. Again, maintains muscle, healthy fats, because your body is made like of so much fat. It's good for your hormones. It's good for every cell in your body. And it's going to keep you feeling full and balance those uh, blood sugar swings. So that's why I like to keep carbs low. 100 grams, Yes, that's a general, like a general rule would be decent, but some people who are not as insulin sensitive as other, or some people who are insulin sensitive, meaning they're not as resistant to insulin, they could take in more carbs. So it really depends on the individual. Uh, the thing I think about this is like, you, you can say a hundred grams of carbs, but it just depends on the person's body size, yeah. activity level, goal. There's so many things that that number of grams per day depends on. So I would not say that there is any kind of like general rule of so many grams per day maximum for everyone because there's so many factors that yeah. could affect that. So when I'm training a client or setting up macros, macro goals for a client, I look at more factors like how active are they? How much fat do they want to lose? Like how many grams of carbs were they previously? 
obviously eating like there's so many factors that go into the decision of what your gram maximum per day is going to be so i don't think it's as simple as that like but you at, just say everybody 100 grams but as a general rule though like that's Rum. what i like that you preface the question with as a general i would say yes as a general i would say like up to 150 um, depending on where you're at in that spectrum. But 100 grams, like if I didn't know you, I didn't know anything about you, and I had to you know, make an assumption, that's probably where I yeah, put you at. And then build every other calorie around the protein and the fats. Yeah, I feel like as a general rule, like if we're speaking general rules, anything less than 150 is considered low carb, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, and then once you maybe. get to like 200 or more grams of carbs, that's not low carb yeah. anymore so it just but it's so i don't know this is kind of like if everyone were on the same amount of calories and yeah. it's just too tricky to kind of like make these general rules because not everybody fits generals but i like where but, you're going with it yeah okay next question j star hove says who watches your kids when you have to work like right now kyla is with my mom she took her out to play and then cody's asleep upstairs so thank you gg yeah so usually it's one of my parents um and we only do this show like once a week, but we don't get that uh, babysitting every week. So typically we just do it while both kids are sleeping. So yeah. I would say sleep is who watches our kids yeah, while so, we're working. Yeah, so um, typically I can escape a little more than Jessica escapes because she's with Cody and Cody's still breastfeeding. So she's she needs newborn. to be around more. Yeah. Um, but you know, Kyla's running around outside. Um, she's in here with me playing around like we're, you know, I'm Usually still, he's working, I'm watching the kids or vice versa. But they're still around with us doing things. And yeah. then, um, like this morning, I got up early and Kyle was still sleeping. I got a ton of work done this morning. We both got work done this morning. That and was amazing. The, and then when the kids go to bed at night, we will work at night as well if there's stuff that we need to get done. So yeah. we just find the time. Just like we always say to people who say, I'm too busy to work out. You can find the time depending on getting up a little bit earlier, maybe it's just, you know, staying up a little bit later or, you know, there's always time if you just make it a priority. When things are important to us, if we have new programs we're creating, um, new um, launches. Not every day though. We, yeah, it's, it's not every day, but I'm saying like when it is important and when you have grind. a time deadline, when you're on the grind, like, you know, you make it happen. You maybe lose a, sleep, a little sleep over it, but you know, you have to decide what's your priority. So we make things a priority when they need to be a priority and we squeeze our work in when we can. And you know, it's, it's tough. Like with little kids running around, like so, we're not going to lie about that. It is, this is probably the most challenging year we've had in our business. Yeah. Just because our kids are so young and so needy attention wise. But yeah, that's a good question that who watches them while we work. Cause it may seem like we're, I don't know. I, I thought it was surprising in that assumptions video that people thought we had childcare because we don't. Yeah. We just hustle and we make but it. But another thing that we should mention is that when we work out, our gym actually has a daycare. That's a good so point too. There's yeah. like a hack right there that if you want to find a way <laughs> to force yourself to go to the gym, find a gym that has daycare because if your kids are driving you crazy at home, <laughs> that'll get you just that peace and serenity of being in the gym and it's a really big help for us. You guys like Temecula, California. Yeah, I, I really do like Temecula yeah, for raising a family. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if I was a single bachelor, like I wouldn't be living in Temecula, but for raising a family with um, 
nice access to open areas outdoors, but still being in a city vibe where being close to everything, I, I like it for a family. Yeah, and if you guys don't know what Temecula is like, it's wine country in Southern California. So yeah. it's really lush and there's like vineyards everywhere, rolling hills. It's really beautiful. Um, it is like in a valley, so it does get a little bit like hotter and colder versus like San Diego where we yeah. were before where it was 70 degrees all the time. There's a little bit more weather here, um, but it is, it's really nice and, and we're enjoying it. It's yeah, quiet. And we're still like an hour from San Diego yeah. and about an hour and a half from LA. So we're like right in kind of the middle of the two cities that we both lived in that we like to go back to. Yeah, so. and we still kind of travel back and forth. All right, next question from Neela Madcon says, for someone who has a thicker lower body, what can I do to see better results faster? Okay, so I can relate to this because when I first started training, I felt like I was one of that, one of those people, someone who has like a thicker lower body. For me, if I don't work out and I just don't um, pay attention to what I eat, like I will definitely store fat in my like hips, butt, thighs area first. And so for me, seeing results there was all about, I think, changing my style of training from doing more like mass building, heavier lifts type of strength training to doing more kind of like plyometric, basically like live lean style training. Like if you've ever done any of our programs, you see that there's a lot of um, kind of jump exercises and you're moving a lot, like more like kind of circuit training, complex training, kind of stuff like that, instead of just doing like single sits single sets and sitting and resting and then you know just keep your body moving keep your heart rate up more that really helped me get results in my lower body and entire body really and also cardio i think uh, if you skip cardio you're probably not going to be burning as much fat and getting as lean as someone who's doing cardio the right way though don't do like the slow born kind do that like hit kind of give it your all high intensity kind of cardio that's what worked for me cool i would say embrace it I mean, embrace the I mean, just, lower body. just coming from a you like it most guys <laughs> like a girl who has like size down below yeah. like just as opposed to being a twig I mean um I would guys and, love voluptuous booties and, and then like for another thing is like people store fat in more off more in different areas than other people do and it's usually the last place to go so um for some people they may store fat in their triceps or in their hamstrings or wherever and it's always the body holds on to it until you it's just the last thing to go so you know you just got to keep massaging the process and just keep you know losing overall body fat and maybe that's the area where it loses last mm -hmm. yeah, all so right some patience is good too patience next mm -hmm. question from kathy figueroa says have either of you ever trained someone you thought had an eating disorder? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That we I, thought had an eating disorder. I know, not that we knew for sure. I've definitely trained plenty of, you know, clients. I was going to say women. Almost all of my clients have been women when I've trained people one-on-one. -on -one. I've had a few guys, but mostly women. And I've definitely had some that have had real struggles with food, like real struggles, but not to the point where I would yeah. think that it was an eating disorder or that I would go so far to like, suggest they get psychiatric help or anything like that. I mean, I've been reached out to by people who have told me that they've had an eating disorder and my response is always like, sorry, I'm not I'm not qualified to help you with that. Like you need to seek a qualified professional because I feel like that's a different arena that's outside of like fitness nutrition coaching. That's more of a, you know, psychological yeah. um, therapy type it, of thing. To me, it kind of, I mean, I know the question, like what you mean by eating disorder, but essentially like, anybody 
and everybody could have an eating disorder based on what that relationship is they have with food. Like maybe, so maybe they're not going to the bathroom throwing up, but they have a bad relationship for food thinking that... Like using it emotionally? Or? Yeah, yeah, and that sort of thing. Like for instance, like I trained a doctor who would basically just stressy because doctors live such a high stress life and they never can slow down during the day. So they just, they, they take all this in, then they get home without eating and then they just like gouge themselves because mm -hmm. they're starving, they're stressed, they just go for something quick. Mm -hmm. um, so it really depends on what you mean by eating disorder, but just like you, I haven't had anybody specifically that like had, you know, throwing up, bulimia, that sort of thing, but I've trained a lot of people that just had overall bad relationships with food. Rosalind KT says, what should I do if I'm following one of your programs but not seeing results? All is on point. Hmm. I would be a little skeptical, to yeah. be honest. Like, there's no way you're not seeing results. If all is on point and you're actually following the program, there's no way. Well, it, it would have to come down to diet. So yeah. if you're saying all is on point with the workouts, like you're going in and you're following That's, every yeah. rep. And I got to call out so many people because I see it all the time. The rest periods are the thing that most, and tempos. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the two, I thought you were going to say tempos. The two yeah. variables that most people, when they're in the gym, they think they're doing the workout properly. The two things that most people are doing wrong is A, they're not timing their rest periods. So in our programs, we have strategic rest periods based on a rationale behind it. So if you're going in and you're doing a set and then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna wait until my body kind of recovers. Maybe I'll talk to this guy over here and then I'll go in and do my second set and or you take leave. take a 15 minute phone call or yeah. <laughs> and you leave and you're like, well, I did all the reps, I did all the sets, so I followed the so program. I be getting the results. No, yeah. you didn't. Then the second thing is the tempo. I think all of our programs have tempos in them and the tempo simply means how quickly and slowly you're moving the weight. So how slowly are you moving it down? How slowly are you moving it up? And how much time are you taking to contract at the top of the lift and at the full extension of the lift? If you're not following those tempos, you're not, you're not typically all in on the program either. The other either. thing is the load, like, cause you could be following the tempo, but you're using like a five pound weight and it's way too easy yeah. for you. So it, there's so many factors. So that's yeah. from the training, that's from the, the workout program standpoint, but yeah. our all of our programs come with a nutrition plan as well. Yeah. And this is where a lot of people are just don't, I mean, they open it up and they look at it, but they're not they actually it. doing yeah. it. So, I mean, I can't tell if you're saying all is on point, like you, you've, dialed in your calories, you dialed in your macros, you're tracking them during this six week program, you're following the rest periods and the tempos, you're lifting heavy enough weight to the fact that you're like, you have nothing left in the tank after the set or you maybe have one or two reps depending on what program it is. Then it's like, call me. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I have a hard time believing all that said, you're either in a calorie surplus, you're in a calorie deficit, so you're building or you're losing weight depending on what the program is. There's no way, like there's no way you wouldn't see um, results. And the other thing I think about results is like maybe what you're expecting as far as results is to see something physical. You look in the mirror and you wanna see like shredded six pack or something. That may not be the type of results you're getting yet, but you should at least be getting stronger, in better shape, feeling better, yeah. get, you know, getting stronger, like all of that stuff. Those are results as well. And I'll just end it on this. If you've done everything that we told you in the program, you followed it to the point, 
then I would maybe recommend you get some blood labs done because mm -hmm. something internally may not be working properly. Like I, again, I, just from the question, I don't know enough details about it, but there could be something going on inside your body. Just, you know, some hormones are off or something and a blood lab test could get that, you know, you could look into that. But other than that, stick yeah. to the program. There's so much work and detail that goes into these programs. And we know that they work because we've done them ourselves. We've put hundreds Test of clients through testimonials, them. Yeah. People always get results when they follow a program, even if the results are maybe smaller than expected, but there's no way there's ever none. Ellie Chianti says, what do y'all think about kombucha or LaCroix? I still drink a ton of water too. Is it LaCroix? I thought it was LaCroix. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced, but... Um, what do I think about them? I, I think we've talked about kombucha on the show before. He thinks it tastes like bad breath. I enjoy it. Uh, it just kind of depends on what flavors you like. It does have a vinegary taste. But um, if you enjoy sparkling beverages, I think either of those two are fine to have in your diet occasionally. I don't personally like to drink them every day because it makes me really burpy. Yeah. Like I burp a lot. And then I feel gassy and it's just not pleasant. So I prefer just plain um still water but but it's much better than the soda. alternative oh, yeah, yeah definitely so definitely if you would recommend those over soda. if you still drink a ton of water i'd say have at it yeah why not do it up unless it's making you super miserable and gassy then you can skip it when i'm in a caloric deficit is it still good to lift to not lose existing muscles and eat enough protein oh absolutely definitely that's the like, most hmm. important thing so a yeah. you nailed the two most important things when you are in a calorie deficit to maintain muscle lifting and lift weights eat enough protein that's, those are the two key things. Whether you're in a caloric deficit or not, both those things are always gonna be important. Yeah, so that's, so, so the protein is gonna help protect the muscle from being broken down from the workout. And then the workout is gonna help you, you know, obviously like keep the muscle strong and keep your strength up while you're in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So by all means, you're, you're right on path with, with those two assumptions. Do your programs come with warm up and cool down suggestions? Absolutely. Of course they do. Yeah. So we always include, especially in Team of Lean, we always include a warm-up in there, and then we have the actual training plan in there. So the actual exercises, the sets, the reps, the tempos. We have exercise video demonstrations. So you basically don't know how to do an exercise. You click on the image, and it'll take you and show you the step-by-step -step where we not only show you the exercise, we give you coaching cues in the actual voiceover of the exercise demo. Yeah. And then we have a cool down as well. So it's basically it's what we like to call it is a personal trainer in your pocket. Mm -hmm. That's what we like to call it. So you, you, if you have an iPhone, you have an app on your phone, you open it up and the program is right there. So it's a personal trainer in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So when we show up to the gym, we go, what's our workout today? And we go, go first to the warm up page. Oh, here's what I'm doing for the warm up. And we do the warm up, we follow it as written, and then we go to the workout, we do the workout, and then we check, oh, what's for the cool down? And so everything is telling you what to do. You don't ever have to like stand in the gym exactly. and look around and go, what should I do for a warm up? I don't know. It's all right there for you. And this is in every one of our programs does have a warm up and cool down. There isn't one that doesn't, right? And a lot of them are follow-alongs, even like in Formula X. I did a follow-along warm-up, follow-along cool-down. Well, Same let's thing be clear. Not all of them are follow-alongs. No, but I'm just saying in some of the programs, but they're follow-alongs. they all have exercise demos. So yeah, it tells definitely. you exactly what to do. So a personal trainer in your pocket versus... Um, a fitness, fitness instructor, instructor, Zumba class instructor yeah. out there doing their yeah. thing. 
Okay, Agiga1121, what is the main causes of midday energy slumps? How to fix these and get more energy? Okay, so energy slumps typically happen with blood sugar crashes. So this happens for multiple reasons. So A, you could start your day with a very high carbohydrate, refined sugar meal, like traditional standard America diet of cereal, bagel, juice, juice. So your blood sugar is gonna quickly go up, and then it's just then it's like you're gonna have insulin coming, it's gonna remove all that excess of blood sugar from your bloodstream, and then it's just gonna go woo, like a roller coaster crash down, and then you're just gonna be like this, the slug overlook when you're in the office. Mm -hmm. So then what do you do? You go to the to the co coffee room, grab a coffee, then that caffeine's gonna pick you back up again, and then the caffeine's gonna wear off, and you're just gonna be like this again. So it comes, you like I those? like the visualization. So it cute. comes down, guys, to food and what you're feeding yourself. And you can just, I've always talked about this, the way to just keep your, your bloodstream or your energy levels like this, more protein and healthy fats. That's going to help stabilize your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So there's not going to be this. It's going to mm -hmm. be just smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. It's true. And for some people, more frequent meals can help too. You don't have yeah. to eat six meals a day because sometimes that can be exhausting. If you just prefer like three square meals a day, you can do it that way. Just make sure that those meals are big enough to fulfill your calorie macro needs. I think another cause of this is like people eating like a bird in the morning. Like a, a lot of people just don't eat a lot. Like they'll just have coffee, head out the door, maybe a banana later, like, yes. and then they're crashing. Yes lunchtime. and no. Like intermittent fasting, I love intermittent fasting. I typically don't eat in the morning. Like I have an extended window in the morning where mm -hmm. I don't eat. I'm still smooth sailing. <laughs> so the reason is like, yes, if you extend that for too long. That's what I'm, I'm saying. If you don't eat until like three o'clock, I mean, yeah, some people are doing Some this. people can Seriously, do that. Some people are living on like coffee and then a banana and then nothing until three o'clock. But there's like, eventually there's a point where they're going to just gouge because yeah. their blood sugars. And it happens to me sometimes too. When I go yeah. too long without a meal, I'm just like, give me the chips, the crackers, the bread. Yeah, I just need just something, grab, grab, grab. something quick. So, for fast but I would, I would focus on just those things that we talked about. Yeah. Okay, All right. so one more question bonus for the podcast. Exactly. We're going to answer this one over on our podcast, guys. So if you're watching on YouTube, this is where we, we end off with you guys. We say so long, um, which we want to highly encourage you to head over to our podcast to get the full extended version of the show. Um, so you can go subscribe over on Apple iTunes Podcasts as well as Spotify or pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and when you are over on the podcast, please do us a big favor and give us a review and a rating that helps us get the show out to more people so we can help more people live lean. Thanks for watching and keep living lean. Bye, YouTube. Okay. Hey, podcast. Hey, podcast. Hey, podcast. <laughs> What's up? My favorite peeps, the podcast peeps. Yeah. You guys are the OGs. I'm not really the OGs. You guys are the new Gs. <laughs> the new Gs as in you're probably our newest to our world, I should yeah. say. So um, this is the question that we're going to answer for you guys only. And it comes from Super CNA 1851. So if you're listening Super CNA, this is exactly for you. If you're not listening, I'm just disappointed. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this a guy or girl?
I think it's a, I think it's a girl. It says, "Hi guys, what's your?" And if you are a guy, I just can't see your photo, so don't don't hate on me. It says, mm. "Hi guys, what's your advice for muscle recovery?" Mm, okay, my number one advice for recovering those muscles is to first of all stretch them out after you've worked them. Make sure that you're elongating and stretching and opening up those areas, like pretty much immediately after lifting, while the muscle's still warm. And then the next step. Would be to go home and make sure you consume some protein, and I feel like those two things alone will it will help you recover pretty decently. But you could also take it a next step further and maybe take a hot bath with some Epsom salts, maybe massage later on, and also get a good night's sleep. Yeah, so I would say also throw in some carbohydrates there as well. Um, yep. That's going to speed up your recovery after your workout, and usually we typically do that with a post-workout protein shake.、Mm -hmm. So、um, those are the good advice. The only one that I would say on top of that would be time. Now, what I say by time is, if you go into the gym for your first time and you're lifting and you're following one of our programs, you are going to be sore the next day.、Yep. Every time you try something new. Your body takes time to adapt to it, and it's going to get sore. But after maybe a week of following one of our programs, your body's not going to get as sore after your workout. So if you're still a gym newbie or a workout newbie,、um, one of the things is to get over this. The DOMS is what we call it—the delayed onset muscle soreness, which lasts for maybe one to two days. Is just to give yourself enough time to let your body adapt to all that training stimulus, and it's going to recover quicker. Than in the beginning, so yeah, that's a really good tip, and I think a lot of newbies make the mistake of trying one workout and being like, "Oh, I'm way too sore, I can't、yeah. do this," and then they give up. But then a couple weeks later, they start again, and they keep that vicious exactly, cycle. Exactly, yeah. So don't even if you are sore from day one of your program, don't stop following it. Like keep going, even if you feel stiff and your muscles and, hurt, just go. And what, like we say, one of the best things for muscle recovery is in to reduce the soreness is to get more blood flow into that sore muscle. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is target that muscle with more exercise. Now,、yeah. when I say more exercise, I'm not saying like another 60 minutes of a chest workout. I'm saying just, just get down、bit. and do 20 push-ups、mm -hmm. just to get the blood flowing to that muscle group to、yeah. help remove some of that waste that's in there that's causing all that pain. So that's、yeah. that's kind of another tip that you. Can I think、do. there's a myth running around that you cannot work the same muscle group like the next day. You know what I mean? Like、yeah. that's not allowed. Like if your chest is sore, like God forbid you do one more rep of a chest exercise.、Yeah. But it's actually not true. Like you can definitely, like you said, just do a little bit. Just pump some more blood back into that muscle. It'll help speed up the recovery process, and it'll help make you feel better. You won't feel as stiff and,、yeah. and sore and hurting as much if you just get it flowing again. So if your legs are sore, go for a light walk. If your arms are sore, just do a couple of just some body weight、uh, movements,、mm -hmm, like movements. just some body weight squats, some. Push-ups, some you know dips,、mm -hmm. get that blood flow, people. Absolutely, but the whole picture of recovery is important: your nutrition, sleep. your sleep, and、yeah. your your movement, and just massage and and just being kind to your body. Give it a nice hot bath and and rest. Yeah, and that's all the things you can do for the best muscle recovery possible. So hopefully that answers your question. All right, that is it, podcast guys. Thank you guys again so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.